Hallelujah. Did you bring your Bibles? All right, are you ready? Come on, declare it with me. Are you ready, guys? Almost. Did they bail on you, Jonathan? Jonathan, they left you there all alone. Where'd they all go, buddy? Oh, Buck's there. There we are. Okay, Buck's sitting down. All right. Here we go. Come on, declare it with me. This is my Bible. I live by its truth. I walk in its light. I rest in its promises. I'm empowered by its love. I overcome by the faith produced from receiving this seed sown into my heart. Father, I thank you for your word today. I thank you that it is quick. It is active. It is alive. It energizes us. It brings truth to us. But Father, more than that, it reveals us to ourselves and shows us where we need you to work in our lives through your truth and through the power of your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come and do what only you can do unless you bring light and revelation and open our eyes to see the truth. Nothing will change today. So Holy Spirit, be the teacher and cause us to see what we need to see in Jesus' name. Somebody said, amen. amen. This morning, I'm going to take you on a little bit of a journey. Last week, I was going to try to finish last week's message, then I felt the Lord just have me come in this direction. This morning, I'm going to walk you through. Uh, your, your outline today is just scripture. There's no notes from me in there or anything, but there's a, 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 a portion of scriptures that just declare what it means to be in Christ. And my goal today is just that, to get you to see who you are in Christ. My mission probably for this whole remainder of this year is to get you to see and to believe who you are in Christ. Not who you are in yourself as somebody who believes in Jesus. Most people live in their own life based upon their belief system about Jesus. We, we live by our belief system, not by the reality that we are in Christ. If I ever live by who I am in Christ, it changes everything in how I walk and how I believe and receive from the Lord. So before I begin in reading through these scriptures, I want you to go with me to Ephesians chapter 4. And I'd just like to bring some clarity to what my purpose is in your life. There's a lot of different views that people have. And, uh, you know, right now, Sean and Dane are... are uh, uh, in the process of becoming uh, the new pastors there, and they, the church loves them and excited that they're there in Loomis and that. But people there at that church and people at every church have an expectation of what they think the pastor ought to be. Well, a good pastor would do this, would do that. I think a good pastor, I think the pastor ought to. How come the pastor doesn't? Amen. And so there's all these opinions about what the pastor is supposed to do. Well, let me give you what the Bible says our job is. Ephesians chapter 4, beginning in verse 7. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now, let me just pause right there and say this. Those gifts, gifts were given to all men, not just to a specific true, but he gave gifts to men, to all of humanity, to all of the people. These gifts are given. Now this, he ascended, what does it mean but that he also first descended in the lower parts of the earth. He who descended, excuse me, <coughs> is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fulfill all things. 
Now what? And he gave, he gave, and he himself, speaking of Christ, gave some to be what? And some, some what? And some what? And, okay. So these are the gifts that he gave to men. Where we have flipped this a little bit, as people walk around and, and people that are given, I am a gift that is given to you. If I, claim, if I just go, I am an apostle, I, I, I've totally misinterpreted the purpose of the gift. The purpose of the gift is not for me to declare what I am. The purpose of the gift is for me to be given to you. The purpose of the gift is how God wants my life to be given to you. What God asks of me when I give him my life, when you give him your life, the Lord says, okay, I'm going to take your life and I'm going to use your life and I'm going to give my life through your life to people. Are you with me? That's how God does. Everything God does, he asks us to give our life to him, and then he gives his life through us to people. So when we take it out and people say, well, my ministry, my gift, my this, it's not about you or yours. None of it is yours. It is all for his glory. They are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They are not your gifts. They are the gifts of God. They are not your gift. It is the grace of God. Anything that defines us is the grace of God working through our life. Paul will read it like this. Paul says, this grace was given to me. The grace of ministry was given to me for you. Through the grace that was given to me, I am now made a minister, a servant to you. So these gifts are given into people's lives, and so that that life can be given as a gift to people. Now what? The purpose of those gifts was given for the, verse 12, for the equipping of the saints, which is you, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. And so ministry is a body function, not a pulpit function. Are you doing all right? Well, people say, well, I, I think the pastor ought to do all the ministry. No, I'm, the, the gift is to equip to do. Are you with me? And then through that, we edify and the body is enriched. If you could turn my mic down just to touch in the house, please. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a what? Perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So the goal is that we all grow up into full maturity in Christ. God's will for you is that you become a full-form, mature person in Christ. Are you with me? My purpose, my mission, my goal, my mandate as a gift from God given to you is to help you grow up into this full-form, mature person in Christ. That you would walk knowing who you are in Him. Are you with me? That's the purpose of ministry. Why? Because verse 14 says that we should no longer be what? Children tossed to and fro and carrying about with every wind of doctrine. Oh, all caught up in all this stuff. By the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness which with they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up. Somebody say grow up. Now, I would tell you to turn to your neighbor and say that, but I want to start a fight this morning. Amen. <laughs> May grow up in all things. How many know it would just be good for our society to grow up? We are such a touchy-feely, immature culture. Oh, you, you hurt my feeling. Well, it's not your last one. Get over it. Amen. You have more. Hallelujah. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things. Now watch. Watch this. Into him. Somebody say into him. You're supposed to be growing up into him, not into yourself, not into anything else. Our goal is that I want to grow up into 
him in all things who is what? The head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by which every joint supplies. That's why we ask you to get involved. You're not just supposed to be a spectator in the body of Christ. You're not just supposed to come in here. You're supposed to be bringing supply into every joint is to bring supply to the need of the whole. And this is going to help you this morning. Some of you are going to get set free. Amen. According to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Go with me to Romans chapter 11. Romans chapter 11 and beginning in verse 13. I'll start reading while you are turning there. For I speak to you Gentiles inasmuch as I am an apostle to the Gentiles. So look at Paul. Paul's declaring, I have a gift of apostleship, but that gift is me being given to the Gentiles. Okay? I magnify my ministry. And Paul would talk like that because of people's ignorance about what ministry was all about. Verse 14, if by any means I may provoke to jealousy those who are my flesh and save some of them. For if they're being cast away and being is the reconciling of the what? Verse 15, the world. What will their acceptance be but life from the dead? For if the first fruit is holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. And if some of the branches were broken off and you being a wild olive tree were grafted in among them, with them became a partaker of what? So when you get saved, you are grafted into Christ and you become a partaker of the root. And everything that is in him now flows into you. You are in Christ and Christ is in you. You are grafted into him, but everything that he is is now flowing into you and supplying every need and necessity of your life. If I can get you from an outside mind to an inside mind, you will never live in fear of another need being met in your life. Because you are grafted in to your source and supply for life and every necessity. Amen. With them became a partaker of the root and the fatness of the olive tree. Do not boast against the branches, but if you boast, remember that you do not support the root, but the root supports you. You will say then, branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. Yes, well said, because of unbelief, they were broken off. And you stand by faith. Do not be haughty, but fear. That's a people with replacement theology, just ignorance. Amen. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he may not spare you also either. Verse 22, therefore consider the goodness and severity of God on those who fell severity, but towards you goodness if you continue. Somebody say, if you continue. If you continue in his goodness, otherwise you also will be cut off. And they also, if they do not continue in unbelief, will be grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again. For if you were cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and were grafted in contrary to nature into a good olive tree, how, uh, how much more will these who are the natural branches be grafted in to their own olive tree? Praise God. Now this morning, even before we read some more of these scriptures, and all these scriptures are there, not necessarily for me to read through all of them, but for you to have a resource to read to help you renew your mind to what it means to being in Christ. 
So this morning, we may read all of them, we may not, but I'm going to illustrate this to you this morning that I was just finalizing my notes and putting some more scriptures in there. This picture just came to me. So I went out in my backyard and cut some limbs off my neighbor's tree. <laughs> Amen. They were encroaching over my yard. Amen. I did some deprivation. Amen. Anyway, this is what the Bible says. This is the olive tree. This is Christ. Okay? And this is what you're being grafted into. Now, what you just read is that in the natural olive tree, some branches were cut off because of unbelief. And you were a wild olive tree. And now, the Lord said, I've cut them off for the purpose of being able... I can do this. I'm a trained botanist. <laughs> I should have Michael be doing this. All right. Okay, come here, Michael. No, come here. Come here. You gotta help. You gotta help me do the grafting. Come here. Come. No, you, I, I need your help. By that which every joint supplies. Get yourself up here. I need you to help me. I put the knife down. I just need you to pinch while I need you to pinch. I need you to pinch while I tie, all right? Oh, see? Now, oh, okay, don't be worried. I picked the knife up again. So the purpose of this is I can figure out how I did my string. I did this skillfully so I wouldn't have a big knot. Supposedly. Yeah. So you were out here, and this is what we say, wait a minute. That's got to hurt. But look at this in your slide. Outside of Christ, this is you outside of Christ. Okay? And outside of Christ, so the Bible says we were dead in our trespasses and sin. And this branch, this came off my apple tree. And, and this branch is now dead. And if it is not grafted into life, it is not going to survive. It, it does not have the ability to survive on its own. But in grafting in, this branch gets grafted into here. Now, in order, you can't just stick it in here. This is the way most Christians live. I believe in Christ. I'm in him. I'm in Christ. No, I'm not in him yet. I have to be grafted into him. Okay? And for him to be in me. But, 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 but now, as I come into him... As I get in here and I'm grafted into him, now he holds me, the Holy Spirit comes, connects me in him, and now I'm wrapped up, I'm tied up, I'm tangled all up in Jesus, I'm wrapped up, I'm tied up, tangled all up in Jesus. 
Okay. Now, I am in Christ. Thank you. Now what? Now, now. Just by virtue of receiving, if any man what? Be in Christ, he is a new creation. Now what's happening? The life that is in him is now flowing into me. I am no longer a me. I am a member of the body. I no longer have my identity. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go out on a limb. 95% of Christians live with an I identity. <laughs> Cheap humor, but you're not paying much for this seat, all right? Okay. So, okay. All right? But most of us have a belief system in Christ, but the thought of being cut upon, being shaped, being molded by him, to be able to be grafted into him is too painful. So we think, we think our belief system will produce the same result as being grafted into him and living by his supply. Now, because I am connected to him, I never have to have another thought about where my supply will come from. I am connected. I am now partaker of the fatness of the root. And so when it comes to living, giving, serving, any degree from any area or aspect of my life, I no longer have a fear, a worry, or a concern. Because now my God supplies all of my need according to His riches... In glory, in Christ Jesus, all that Christ is, is now flowing into my life. Are you with me? And so when we see that, then we begin to read these scriptures, it transforms us. And now all I have to do is begin to agree. And when I get into an area, especially next Sunday night when we come to pray together, that's what we're going to do. We're going to crucify some doubts and bury some fears. Can you say amen? Because prayer is supposed to be the place where you go in and you start declaring who you are in Christ. In your prayer life, you're saying, Father, I thank you. I was dead in my trespasses and sin, but then your grace came to me. See, here, I could do nothing for myself. I have no ability to save myself or do something. So God, by his grace, come and molds me and shakes me and grasps me into his life. And I'm now a partaker of his life. That's why Paul says I'm crucified with Christ. So we go through that personal crucifixion of the cutting away of the old man and, and, and the stripping away of the old man so that we are fitted into him. You doing all right? And now I'm no longer living in that anxiety of fear. So these scriptures clearly tell us that we're about to read here who we are in Christ and what he has done for us. This is only a partial listing of the references in Christ. Now all these are taken from the Amplified, so they may read a little bit different than what you're used to. But let's start in Romans 3.24. Let's just take a few minutes and read through these. All are justified and made upright and in right standing with God. Freely and, and gratuitously by his grace. 
Okay, so, so just look at this. What can this branch take any credit for now? Was it able to put itself in there? Get the illustration that Paul shared. and when Jesus said it like this. I'm the vine, you are the branches. Okay? So this branch can take nothing. The life that this would produce, if this was actually in uh, an orchard or someplace and you grafted this in, the branch grafted in, the moment it's grafted in, it can no longer take any credit for anything that is produced in its life. It is all by the grace that is flowing to it from the tree that it's been grafted into. It's complete provision coming from a source other than itself. And that's what God has done for you in Christ. Your life in Christ is the provision of God coming to you from him through you. Are you with me? And freely, gratuitously, by his grace, his unmerited favor and mercy through the redemption which is provided in Christ Jesus. Verse six, chapter 6 and verse 11. Even so, consider you're also dead to sin, yourself dead to sin, and your relationship to it broken but alive to God, living in unbroken fellowship with him in Christ Jesus. Now let me get you this. See, with this, everything we do is usually with the God outside-minded. We're always singing God to come on down instead of asking him to flow out. We're always waiting for God to bring something to us, and that's good. We'll take the rain and the refreshing and the watering. Are you listening to me? But if we ever get the inside mind of God, it changes everything. Romans 8, look at this. There is therefore now no condemnation, no judging guilty of wrong for those who are what? In Christ, who live and walk not after the dictates of the flesh, but after the dictates of the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new being, has freed me from the law of sin and death. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. So everything that I was, everything that produced death in my life is now gone. I am now grafted into his life. Amen? Hallelujah. I'm glad the Lord gives me ideas because I am not this smart. Amen. Watch this. Romans 12 verse 5. So we, numerous as we were, are one body in Christ the Messiah. And individually, we are parts one of another, mutually dependent on one another. So this whole tree is connected one to another. There's no individual. This is a tree, not a group of branches. This is a tree, not an assembly of branches. This is a tree, not a fellowship of leaves. Are you with me? This is the tree, not an association of nuts. <laughs> Amen. That's right. Because when there's too many nuts on the tree, you get too many squirrels in the attic. Amen. That's right. Amen. So now watch this. So the church is the whole assembly. So look it. But we live with individual identity. And the church, the devil, the devil loves it because the devil does not want you to have this picture. He wants you as yourself, as the individual believer, working out your own faith, doing everything you're on your own, not walking with the in Christ reality. The only way for you to be in Christ is to die. A lot of people have great concepts, but it's totally unscriptural. 
and it produces nothing. That's why they get frustrated with their faith. That's why they live with a defeatist attitude when they could be an overcomer in Christ. Doing all right? 1 Corinthians 1.4, I thank my God at all times for you because of, look at this, because of the grace, the favor, and spiritual blessing of God which was bestowed on you in Christ Jesus. Chapter 1, verse 30, but it is from him you have your life. It is from him you have your life. Everything flowing from Christ, you have your life. Whom God made our wisdom from God. Revealed to us a knowledge of the divine plan of salvation. Previously hidden, manifesting itself as our righteousness. Thus making us upright and putting us in right standing with God. Look at this. So now this brand who had no righteousness of his own has now become the righteousness of God in Christ. Are you getting this? Yeah, but I don't. It, and can I just say, it, it matters nothing about how you feel. How you feeling now? You okay? You feel better about yourself now? Thus making us upright and putting us in right standing with God and our consecration making us pure and holy. When was the last time you saw yourself holy? Pure. And our redemption providing for us our ransom from the eternal penalty of sin. The eternal penalty of sin is death. You've been redeemed from death to life. Amen? All right. 1 Corinthians 15, 22. For just because their union, for just as because of their union of nature in Adam, all people die, so also by virtue of their union of nature. Look at that. Shall all in Christ be made alive. 2 Corinthians 1, verse 21. But it is of God who confirms and makes us steadfast and establishes us in joint fellowship with him, in, with you in Christ, and has consecrated and anointed us. Now look at this. In doing us with what? The gifts of the Holy Spirit. So what does that mean? Now the Holy Spirit is flowing through us and manifesting himself through us. The gifts. Now let me put you like this. Now watch this. Take it the same way. Fruit trees bear what? And you are grafted into, if you would, an olive tree. The olive is the fruit of the tree. There's a reason that there, there's so many picture analogies and illustrations in the scriptures. And the Bible says the gifts of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. So fruit, the, 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 every resource that's needed to bear fruit on this tree is now flowing from the root, from the supply of the tree into the person. So what is actually flowing from the root into your life? Go to Galatians chapter 5 real quick. And it, let me ask you this. If it's flowing from the root to the, to the branch, what do you have to do to produce it? No. 
What do you have to do to produce it? Huh? Okay, I, I got a couple right answers and a couple trying to be spiritual answers. What do you, grace is what? Everything of God, nothing of you. If everything comes to you by grace, what do you have to do to produce it? Nothing. You only have to do one thing. Believe and receive. You believe and you receive. You believe and you receive. You believe what God says to receive what he's declared. Are you listening to me? You walk in agreement with God. You just agree with God, I agree. I have the fruit of spirit inside of me. I don't have to produce it. I don't have to make it happen. It is flowing from Christ by his spirit into my life. There's nothing I can do to make it flow into my life. It flows by virtue of being in him. I can't add anything to being in him. I just declare it. I I agree. And the way you agree is with what comes out of your mouth. Amen. I'm trying to remember the statement that, uh, oh, that, that's what, I got it. I was reading a book by Watchman Nee the other day, doing some reading through and thumbing through some, just some, some works and stuff. And he made this statement. In essence, what he said, our unbelief is a slander against the character of God. I slander the name of God when I speak contrary to who I am in Christ. Because I'm saying that God is not faithful to his word. I'm slandering his character. And none of us would ever want to do that. Are you listening to me this morning? So important. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 says this. But the fruit of the... Well, let, let me just go back up to do this. What do you have to do to walk in the lust of the flesh? What do you have to do to walk in the lust of the flesh? Nothing. <laughs> It's in you by nature. Are you with me? You were born with that nature. And the lust of the flesh naturally flows through us. But I'm no longer connected to the old man and the old nature. I'm connected to a new nature. I have a new nature on the inside of me. I'm born again. I have new life on the inside. I'm not connected to the old life. That old life and that old nature is dead. Are you with me? And so that's why Paul says, reckon yourself dead. Crucify the old man. Put to death your members. And you do that just by declaring, I'm not giving in to that. What you declare, your words and your declaration in agreement with just who the Bible says you are in Christ. Are you listening to me? So important. And so my old nature, if you look at that, now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contention, jealousy, Outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, rivalry, and the like, which means the list is ad infinitum. Wow. Of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in times past, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But watch it. But the fruit of the Spirit, 
See, by nature, those things just flow through up to us. But if I don't see myself, that old man is dead. I reckon myself dead. I'm going to have a... Can I just tell you what water baptism is? It's a funeral and a resurrection. We, We do water baptism. It's a funeral of the old man. We're burying the old man. It's a, it's a memorial service. Well, we don't want to memorialize the old man. We just want to bury the sucker. I mean, we just want the dude dead. We want him there. We want him staying in the ground. Amen? We, we don't want to carry on. See, when, when you memorialize somebody, you remember all of their life accomplishments. And you talk about their past and what they achieved. You don't want to memorialize your old man. You just want to bury the dude. You don't want to remember anything about him. Are you with me? Just want to, want to put him down. That's what so we bury him. And then we're what? Raised in what? Newness of life. And now that new life is flowing from him. Is this helping you this morning? Yeah. All right. So watch it. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with his passions and desire. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Amen. So my life is in here, and this is the battle that we face. How do I live in Christ? How do I walk in this? How do I live by this? One is renewing your mind. Paul goes over, don't be conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I beseech your brother by the mercy. I present your body as a living sacrifice. Okay, I give my, my life to Christ. My old life is dead. I'm now living by his life in me. Paul says, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. But the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Jesus died so you could be grafted in. Are you with me? And be made a partaker of his life. So that everything flows through you. The most natural way to live is to live by the Spirit. This branch, if this was an actual tree in an orchard there, would live naturally by the supply of what it is grafted into. The branch isn't going to wake up every morning. Oh my gosh. I hope... I get some supply today. That branch over there is looking really blessed. I'm pretty sure he's getting all my nutrients. And I'm not trying to be facetious or sarcastic. Well, maybe a little. But, but, but in that area... If we ever get the right picture of who we are in God, we would quit with all the disclaimers that we have for walking by faith in Christ. Everything He is is now flowing into your life. When Jesus says, all power and authority is given unto me, what are you grafted into? All of his power, all of his authority. Everything he is, you are a partaker of. And so when I'm walking in the word, when I'm speaking the word, when I'm acting on the word, I'm not boasting against the root, I'm agreeing with the root. Boasting against the root is saying, I'm all this. They were cut off, 
because of their unbelief. I'm grafted in because of my faith. No, you're grafted in because of grace. And by faith, you believed in the grace. But God's grace is what was given to you to be grafted in. His unmerited favor means you brought nothing to the table. And, and there's so much on this lesson, even out of Romans chapter 11, that we could go into. But I'm just trying to get you to see the picture of who you are now in Christ. And, and, and if anything else, man, take a picture of this. Look at it every morning when you get up. That's me. I am in Christ. I'm not alone by myself. People feel so alone. Most Christians feel all alone like this. Now listen, I, I, I don't even know how to say all this stuff sometimes. Because it comes across maybe sometimes wrong. Let me say it like this. You need people, but you don't need people. You have people through association. You've been grafted into the body. Amen? But nothing of your supply. We are too people dependent. We want people's acceptance. We want people's affirmation. We want people's appreciation. We want all this stuff from people. Why? When you have it from him. You just need to get secure in who you are in Christ. And then you won't be an emotional roller coaster. I hope I'm making friends this morning. But, 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 but because, of the, because of an I mentality and a me mentality, I, I, never, I, I never find my new identity in Christ. Because everything God, how, how, how can you do this? I go over the years, you know, an opportunity come up and I say, yeah, I'll, I'll go do that. Because I just figure if people ask me to do things, that, that God knew they were going to ask me to do it. So if, he, if they're asking me to do it and he knew they were going to ask me to do it, then he's probably already graced me to do it. So it's not about me. And he wants me to do it. He wants to be used through my life somewhere in that arena, through that thing. So if I'm going there, I'm going there as a representative of the Lord. And if I'm going there as a representative of the Lord, I'm not going there on my own accord. Because the Lord, the steps of a good man are what? Ordered by the Lord. So if God's ordering my steps, I'm going there under his design. If I'm under his design, then I'm under his provision. If I'm under his provision, then it's not about me. Having to do it, well, I just don't have that gift. I just don't have. <laughs> how, how am I going to be? Well, 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 when I get over here, I, everything that he is, I am. Watch this. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. Remember when Jesus said, the disciples said, show us the Father. What was Jesus' answer? Huh? Don't mumble it. Hit louder. Okay, close. They, 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 John, they said, show us the Father, John 14, show us the Father and that will be sufficient for us. Jesus said this, if you've seen, you've seen. How come you can't say that about Christ? Because if you see me, you see me. But if I'm in Christ, if you see me, you should see Christ. Because I'm no longer me, I'm in him. And so people say, what does Jesus look like? 
He has to. Because I am in him. And the cool thing about that is, is, is that Jesus looks like exactly like each and every one of you. Because Jesus is not finite, he's infinite. And, and you are a carrier of some of the infinite completeness of God. And that's why when we come together, we, we are all so many members in, in, in all the... Your, your, your body has infinite members and parts within it. But when we see you, we only see one body. Thank God we're not looking at your gallbladder. Are you listening to me? But thank God it's in there. Are you doing all right? Matt, come back to the guitar. All right, we read three of those verses. That's awesome. I might print this out and hand it out again. But something happens when I see myself in Christ. Years ago, I don't know who wrote this, but I had it. I probably had to go back about eight or nine years to find it. But this is called The Fellowship of the Unashamed. And I want you to hear it as I close. It says this, I'm part of the fellowship of the unashamed. The die is cast, I've stepped over the line. The decision has been made, I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. I won't look back, let up, slow down, back away, or be still. My past is redeemed, my presence makes sense, and my future is secure. I'm finished and done with low living, sight walking, small planning, smooth knees, and colorless dreams. Tame visions, mundane talking, cheap giving, and dwarfed goals. My pace is set, my gait is fast, my goal is heaven, my road is narrow, my way is rough, my companions are few, my guide is reliable, my mission is clear. I won't give up, back up, let up, or shut up until I have preached up, prayed up, paid up, stored up, and stayed up for the cause of Christ. I must go until he returns, give until I drop, preach all I know, and work until he comes. And when he comes for his own, he will have no problem recognizing me. My colors will be clear because I'm part of the fellowship of the unashamed. You stand with me this morning. So here's my question as we close. How's your relationship with God? Have you opened your heart, given your life to him? Do you know him personally as your Savior? Have you allowed your life to be grafted into him? Have you received his forgiveness or do you hold your past against yourself? Do you know today that you need to be born again? Maybe as you watch this illustration, you might have said, Pastor, that's me. I, I have a lot of belief in Jesus. But I don't know that I'm fully grafted into him. I carry too many memories of my old man, my old life. I really know today that I need to be born again. I need to die to the old so I can be grafted in and live by his new life flowing through me. Our heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Maybe that's you today and you say, Pastor Don, that's me. I'm ready to be grafted into the Lord Jesus Christ. Let go of all my religion, all of my thoughts, all my concepts that are around me 
to lose my life and to lose my identity and to only be found in Him. If that's you today and you need to make that decision, I want you to just honestly raise your hand right now this morning. Is that anybody here this morning? Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Thank you, Jesus. Maybe you're here and you just say, Pastor, I know I'm not right. You had a relationship with God, but for one reason, something pulled you away. You need to know that He's drawn you here today. And He wants that relationship restored. When that verse we read in Romans said, if we continue... And you know there's something in your relationship that you need to continue to walk in and make happen. I want you just to raise your hand and say, Pastor, that's me. I, I need that restoration right now. Thank you. Anybody else? Amen. Maybe you're here today and you just need that touch from God in your life. And you just need that yoke of doubt broken off your life whether it's for healing whether it's for breakthrough whether it's for an answer in any area you just need that yoke broken and the reality of who you are in Christ released over your life that's you raise your hand right now anybody thank you thank you thank you thank you amen if you raise your hand in any one of those areas move real quickly to this altar right now (laughs) any one of those areas just move right now The reason for coming from an altar, coming to an altar, the reason we give altar calls is because God always calls us from where we are to where He is. And stepping out of where I'm standing at a moment to move to a new place is just that step of faith. That, Lord, I'm leaving. That, that's where I was. That, that was what was a part of my life. I'm leaving that behind, and I'm stepping into a new place, a new walk, a new relationship with you right now.